Seneca or Clemson location soon. Check out the great daily specials Joe's has waiting for you on their Facebook page, like buy one, get one pizza on Tuesdays, a large pizza and 10 wings for only $20 Wednesdays, and free meatballs with any pasta entree on Thursdays. It's all about the sauce. And most importantly, it's all about you, the loyal Joe's New York pizza customers. Thank you for your support. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show, episode number 54 here in season two. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I had a great first hour of the show. If you've been uh, here with us, if you're listening on the radio side, whether you're listening in your car, maybe you're listening uh, on the Roar app, that's uh, that's how I listen to uh, the Roar about 95% of the time. Is, uh, it's so easy to get to that app on the phone. Or if you're listening in an internet browser, come on over to Facebook and hang out with us. I'm on the Roar's Facebook page and the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. I simulcast this show live from Bronx studios in Greenville, South Carolina. Fantastic setup they have over here. Beautiful studio, these great TVs behind me. Lots of room to spread out and uh, great people over here as well. So uh, it's a pleasure to be able to do that. Special thanks to Faxon Childress and Drew Yenser who are helping produce the show here from Prox Studios and uh, Ramona back at Mission Control and Clemson making all the magic happen. Ramona, you know I appreciate you. Thank you very much. All right, you know him from 4th and 16 Sports. It's on every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock on Facebook, on the 4th and 16 Facebook page, and the Roar Facebook page as well. Mr. Ellis Tolbert joining me this evening. Ellis, man, how you doing? Pretty good, man. How about you? Yeah, Ellis, doing great, as always. I've been uh, eager to talk to you about uh, the X's and the O's, right? Uh, you've got a great eye for it. I think that's kind of how uh, you uh, came to be known on the 4th and 16 show, is really breaking down the things that the Tigers do in a way that people can understand. I wanted to start on the defensive side of the football for uh, Clemson first. Obviously, uh, Clemson was in that three-man front most of the time last year. They moved to the four-man front this year. What are you liking from a uh, logistical perspective from the Clemson D so far? I'm thinking that front seven has actually become the strength, one of the stronger strengths we've seen in a long time for Clemson. Uh, we've got youth stepping up and being some of the better players that we've se- we've seen, and uh, we haven't had that kind of production out of guys that young from since Daquan Bowers. Um, I'm really I'm really excited about seeing the multiple formations that they'll be able to do. Of course, last year a lot of that three man front was because of necessity; they didn't really have the bodies to play it. Now you can kind of do whatever you want, plug and play, bring in some guys that can play more of the heavy set. So you can have three defensive tackle type bodies. You can bring smaller guys in, uh, and then you can also bring in an extra safety and bring some guy, somebody up in the box. And it 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 looks like a four man front, but it's not actually a four man front. So I can't wait to see the season go on and see what Brent Venables can do with this defense. I know there's a lot uh, being said as we continue on here with Ellis Tolbert from 4th and 16 Sports. Uh, Clemson's given up 13 points in two weeks. I know it's to Wake Forest and to Citadel, but uh, some people are a little frustrated with the defensive performance there in week one. Uh, the explanation to me is is you're playing a lot of new guys. I think there were nine first-time ever starters on the Clemson defense in that Wake Forest game. Are you concerned at all about the secondary or, or anything that you're seeing so far? I, I will say I, I think the guys got a little bit of a baptism in that first game. Uh, you saw a lot of different things that you don't like to see early on in the game. Presumably, uh, maybe they just had some jitters. you got to remember, these young guys didn't have the spring game to get acclimated in a real full game against an opponent who you don't know the game plan. 
Uh, and, and you got to think about a guy like Andrew Booth. He had never started at Clemson before. This is your first start. Uh, you're going up against the number one receiver in Donovan Green. Uh, it's one of those things where I think Clemson just basically has to grow with the growing pains. I thought this past weekend with Citadel was more like the spring game for those younger guys. Uh, I like what I see. I understand it wasn't the perfect, you know, the, the, the best uh, performance that you could have. But I think as time went on and adjustments were made, these guys settled in and they'll be fine going forward. Hanging out here with Ellis Tolbert, at Ellis Tolbert on Twitter. He's a great follow for uh, Clemson football and all things college football, to be honest. Um, let's go over to the offensive side of the ball. Trevor Lawrence is uh, even better than last year, at least uh, from my perspective so far. Throwing the football with ease, surgical precision. I've seen uh, he's only thrown, what, 22 passes or something like that. But a number of those are Sunday throws, right? Being thrown in a very small window where only a Clemson player can catch it and executing almost perfectly. You've got to be pleased with what you've seen from Trevor so far. Absolutely. I think we're getting back to more of the fun stage for Trevor. He understands the game now. He's three years in. You saw him his freshman year kind of go out there. They didn't give him the full array of what Clemson's offense likes to do because he's a freshman. You want to be able to get him into that. Therefore, he played a lot more comfortable. He saw those NFL throws in his freshman year, especially the Georgia Tech throw to Hunter Renfro. But then you go into the oh, yeah. sophomore year, and it's more about being being the most accurate and having the uh, you know the the best touch on the deep ball and being the most explosive. And I think it kind of got to him a little bit. But I, I'll say this now: I think that he's gone back to having fun. He's very he is razor sharp. Think about it: eight of nine passing. The only drop, I mean, the only incompletion was a drop. The guy would have been perfect on the day. Uh, he just looks like he processed the game so much faster now, and he's having fun with it. Yeah, I think fun is the key. I talked a little bit earlier in the show, uh, Ellis, with Faxon, and you remember uh, Trevor's really pushing at the beginning of last season and did not play all that well, and, and I'm saying this because he admitted it, right, after that North Carolina game. He was just trying to do too much, trying to be too perfect, so he just relaxed a little bit, let the game come to him, and then he went scorched earth on just about everybody for the rest of the season. Um, so I thought that was great. Seeing that coming out of the box is has uh, got to be scary for the rest of uh, the ACC schools out there so what do you think about uh dj and tyson i mean obviously you're putting them out there with second third sometimes even fourth string um i've seen some stuff from dj that i really like number one he's an absolute you know bear to have to tackle and he's going to have a lot of one and two yard rushing touchdowns in his career at clemson um hasn't got to show off the arm with the the long ball yet but uh zipping some of those throws around you can see the talent there i'm guessing you agree I completely agree with that. Uh, I will say, though, it's one of those deals where it's going to be a long ride for people. We're going to have to see uh, more of him with the ones. We're going to have to see more of Tyson with uh, with the ones. Because right now, uh, when you get those guys in, of course, a lot of value has been made about the uh, offense not scoring any points in the second half. Uh, and that's when the backups come in. Well, you have to understand that Clemson is emptying their bench. They're doing everything they can to play everyone. And it's always been that way for Clemson. I will say I'd like to see a little bit more of what these guys can do. From Like you said, we want to see the long ball from uh, Trevor. We want to see more of the uh, short passing game and less running with Tyson. Uh, right now I think Clemson will be fine, but we, we've got some work to do with those guys. 
hanging out with Ellis Tolbert. You can follow him on Twitter at Ellis Tolbert. Uh, also catch his show, 4th and 16 Sports. You can catch it on the 4th and 16 Sports uh, Facebook page and the Roars Facebook page every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock where... He goes in depth about Clemson uh, and other college football teams out there. Um, Ellis, anything else jumping out uh, for you on the offensive side of the ball uh, from the skill positions? Uh, Frank Latson has come a lot. <laughs> I think it's a necessity yes. too. Uh, you you had the injury to Justin Ross. Of course, we know T. Higgins <laughs> left for the NFL, and he's got Amari Rogers. But it just you know, Frank Latson was going to be going to have to step up. He was always going to have to. Uh, and with the injury of Joseph Ngata, I'm not exactly sure what's the uh, prognosis on that. Hopefully he'll be okay. Uh, you needed someone to step up and be that deep threat, and he absolutely did that. Uh, he's, he looks very crisp in his route running, something that we wanted to see him do as well. And then also catching the ball. The guy is extremely fast. We've all known that he might be the fastest player on this team. But now he's put it all together. Seemingly in a, one week, it was a quick turnaround. Uh, I'm excited for seeing him get ready to go. And as an extension of offense, I guess you could say, I'm excited about seeing BT Potter being accurate, punt, kicking the ball this year. That's just amazing. we got to love the kickers. You do. And, uh, you know, great punting as well. I mean, special teams have been uh, unbelievable so far for Clemson. And it's been one of those things that's been a little bit hit or miss the last couple of seasons. I think they've been a little bit too uh, hard on Spires. He's been putting the football really well. And obviously, BT Potter's been perfect so far. So that's another good thing as well. Hanging out with Ellis Tolbert, at Ellis Tolbert on Twitter. Find his show, 4th and 16 Sports, live on Facebook and on uh, Twitter um, every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. 4th and 16 uh, Sports Facebook page and the Roars Facebook page. Um, a bye week for Clemson, uh, Ellis, but that's no rest for you. That means you get to sit at home and watch a lot more football than you would normally watch. Um, any teams in particular, any games in particular this weekend that you're looking forward to the most? Right now, I've got my eye on that Auburn-Kentucky one. I want to see if Auburn's legit. Ooh. Everyone says that Bo Nix is going to be revitalized <laughs> now that Chad Morris is there. We saw the success that he had with a guy like Todd Boyd, Clemson's own, and Deshaun Watson. I want to see how Bo Nix can acclimate in that offense uh, with uh, with uh, Auburn, and I also want to see if Kentucky can actually uh, change their, their their standpoint of, hey, we're just a middle-tier team. You know, Mark Stoops has been doing a couple good things over there over the years. I want to see if he can actually field a really good team this year. Uh, but I, I really like that game. And then I also want to see, which is something that everyone wants to see, uh, is Mac Jones going to finish the game in Alabama as a starting quarterback? Everybody wants to know because of Bryce Young. Is he going to come in and take the job? Uh, well, we've got the perfect game to find out. Uh, you're going up against Missouri with a new head coach and Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, you gotta you got to do well in this game, assuming you are one of the top four teams in the country. If not, well, that will change a lot of opinion game one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's interesting that you've got your eye on Auburn, Kentucky. That one hasn't come up yet for me. Uh, I like your assessment of it. Um, there's an interesting ACC matchup this weekend I wanted to ask you about as well. You've got uh, the Louisville Cardinals, uh, number 24, going on the road to play at Pittsburgh, number 21. This is a really strange matchup. You know, Pitt is a tough out, and they've had a much better football team the last couple of seasons than I think people think. Louisville, I don't want to say is desperate, but after getting beat the way they got beat at Miami, this almost becomes a must-win for them if they want to stay at the level that they were last year or be able to compete maybe for one of those top two spots in the ACC. What is your thought on that ball game? I completely agree with that. That's a really good question, Mark. Glad you brought that up. I, I think it's strange to be talking about a must-win 
three games into the year. That's that's crazy that we're – but that's kind of what 2020 has been, right? I think that Pitt is underrated team. A lot of people look at Pitt. They don't, they don't have the flashiest offense. They're not going to wow you with a lot of things. Of course, they scored 55 points in the first game, but it was against a fledgling Austin P team. I think this defense actually is a, it's, it's probably in that top 20 range nationally. Uh, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be an interesting battle to see if Louisville can get their composure back under them. Coach Satterfield's a great coach. He's good with motivating these players. Uh, Malik Cunningham didn't have the greatest game this past week. I'm interested in seeing if no. he can get back on a roll. And then that defense, you got to have pride, right? You just got obliterated by Miami, a team who barely even wowed anyone week one. Uh, against UAB in a win. I, I'm just, I, I don't have a whole lot of hope for Louisville right now in this game just because I think Pitt is on an upward trajectory, and I think that Louisville might be reeling a little bit. I know that could be a bit of an overreaction, but from what I saw this past week in their defense, I, I don't like it. So if you're not high on either one of these teams, and I'm going to take Notre Dame out of this discussion here, who's the best team in the ACC besides Clemson and Notre Dame? I think I still want to go with North Carolina. I think they got a sluggish start, but considering what they have, uh, both offensively and defensively, I think they're still the team to beat in the ACC. I know a lot of people are super excited about Miami because they beat up on Louisville, the team that everyone said was an elite team in the ACC. But I think it's a little bit too early to tell. We're still going to have some of that, too. You see the Miami faithful being revived, ready to go, talking about two weeks from now, be ready, Clemson, because they beat up on Louisville. They're going to beat up on Miami, so it's going to look that way. But I still think right now it's Clemson, a large gap, and then North Carolina. Interesting stuff there. And, uh, you know, I'm keeping my eye on Miami. They'll be coming in, I guess, in uh, three weeks to Death Valley. If they can hold serve between now and then, then uh, that's a top 10 matchup more than likely between Clemson and Miami. I think that's good for everybody. Uh, that probably means you had another night game uh, potentially as well. And uh, I think that could be a good matchup and a good challenge for this Clemson team early uh, this season. I'm in agreement with you that there's a big gap, but don't you kind of want to see uh, a little bit of a test for the Tigers early? I'm not sure that we don't get a test. Uh, I think it, the common narrative that, that Clemson plays in the ACC, uh, they're just going to beat everyone else badly, and that's the end of the rope. I still think that last season Clemson was a vastly better team than North Carolina. However, it's football. We know that things can change on any given Saturday, and we saw North Carolina take them to the wire, literally down to a terrible option call to win the game. Uh, but I yeah. I, <laughs> I, I Test is relative. Do we are we saying we're going to get another one point game, or are we talking about someone's going to stay within fourteen with Clemson? I think the reality is more of someone's going to stay within fourteen. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, there's always a bunch of great stats that come out from Ross Taylor and uh, the Clemson team over there. I think my favorite one from last week was there are 120 players on the Clemson roster. Nine of them are redshirt seniors, right? So 111 of the 120 players on the Clemson roster have never lost a home game. Only those nine that are fifth-year seniors have lost a game at home. That's how dominant the Tigers have been at home. These numbers are just fascinating to me that there's just nine guys on this team that have lost a home game. Yeah, I think it's 42-1. and one. That is incredible. I think that might yes. be the best in the nation. And that one loss happens to be Pitt, which is a, which will be a team that gets to visit Clemson yet again the first time in four years. Uh, I know a lot of people are kind of on edge about that. 
Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's incredible what this team is able to accomplish. I don't think it's any fluke by any means. I think anyone out there who ever was a doubter of Clemson has probably changed their mind, or they're just dealing with an insufferable amount of denial. <laughs> Yeah, no uh, no doubt. Well, hey, go and check out uh, 4th and 16 Sports. You can catch it live on Facebook on the 4th and 16 uh, Sports page and the Roar page every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Ellis does fantastic work breaking down uh, Clemson and uh, games and players and teams throughout college football. Ellis, uh, always a pleasure to talk to you, buddy, and I uh, hope to see you soon, okay? All right, have you on, have me on the show, man. appreciate you. Of course, it's Ellis Tolbert again, fourth and sixteen sports man. Go and check it out. And um, I think he makes some uh, some pretty good points. There is a huge gap between Clemson and everybody else in the ACC. I think that we know that. I'm not a big believer yet in that Miami team. Um, I think Pitt could be an interesting matchup uh, for the Tigers this year. Uh, they don't play North Carolina during the regular season. Is that a possible ACC championship game uh, matchup? Now you've got Notre Dame that uh, blew out USF last week. Notre Dame scored more points against USF last week than Clemson scored against Citadel. And again, I know you can't necessarily compare those two games specifically, but I think Notre Dame's got some good things going. Will they be a test for the Tigers this year? It's going to be interesting. But uh, we'll have the bye week this week so we can focus on uh, other teams, get smart about the SEC and the Big 12, and, uh, and all things college football, which will be great. All right, coming up after the break, we've got Joanne Bethay from the Clemson Insiders going to jump in and talk a little college football with us. My good buddy Morgan Thomas from the Morgan Thomas Show will join us as well. This is the Mark Childress Show. Hey football fans, do you own a home? Do you own a business? If so, are you interested in protecting your family, your business, or your customers from harmful virus, germs, or bacteria? Hey, I'm Brandon, the owner of BioPure, and we're a germ control company located right here in South Carolina. My team and I look forward to the opportunity to serve you. We're safe, we're effective, and we're affordable. Call 864-BIOPURE today. Mention Football 2020 for a discount on your first treatment. 864-BIOPURE. The leaves are turning, the air is crisp, and it's time to fall into savings at AgPro. We're excited to bring back our Fall in the Savings event, and we're offering low monthly payments on some of our most popular John Deere tractors. Own a 3025E tractor and loader for just $173 per month, or a 3025E complete tractor package for just $221 per month. Visit your local AgPro dealer or go online to agprocode.com. Offer ends 9-30-2020. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I'm Kristen Bennett. 2020 has been a year of challenges, but we are a resilient bunch. Just like Bennett Equipment's lineup of Takichi products. Whether it's compact track loaders, excavators, or wheel loaders, we have the power, stamina, and experience to overcome any obstacle. Bennett has three convenient upstate locations in Piedmont, Spartanburg, and Seneca. Whether you're renting or buying, we have you covered. Visit us at BennettEquipment.net. We wish you all good health and success. And remember, if you need to rent it, rent it from Bennett. Hey guys, are you missing a step in the gym or in the bedroom? Are those it's not you, it's me moments getting a little too frequent? Is that scale moving in the wrong direction? Odds are you might have low T. Come into Low Country Mail today and get your labs done. For just 200 bucks a month, we take care of your testosterone, labs, doctor visits, and primary care. We also offer low-cost ED plans with the P-Shot and D-Wave therapy. Book today, lowcountrymail.com, 864-920-3066, Pelham Road, Greenville. Go Tigers! 
The Blue Heron in historic downtown Pendleton is open for dine-in and curbside takeout. Try their hot wings and wash them down with an ice-cold draft beer from 14 different taps while watching the big game with your friends on one of their eight big-screen TVs. Tuesday nights, enjoy buy one, get one half-off sushi rolls. Wednesday night, select bottles of wine are as low as $10. To place your to-go order, call 864-653-3354. Visit The Blue Heron on Facebook and Instagram for specials and updates. Over 40? Need more energy, stamina, and libido? Bulgarian Tribulus Testosterone Booster by EC Sports is the answer. Feel the difference within 24 hours with the most potent Tribulus on the market. Manufactured in the upstate, EC Sports Tribulus will boost your testosterone and blood flow, giving you more energy, stamina, libido, and strength. Unleash your full potential in the gym with Bulgarian Tribulus by EC Sports, the ultimate testosterone booster. Use code ROAR for 20% off your order at upstatemuscle.com. That's upstatemuscle.com. This is an actual customer Google review about George Coleman Ford. Matt writes, best service I've ever experienced when buying a car. The sales associate and the rest of the George Coleman team treated me like family, never pressured me into any decisions, even gave me advice regarding my previous vehicle. I'm so thankful for George Coleman Ford and their team. I love my F-150. I'll be buying from them from here on out. It's simple, my friends. Buy from George Coleman Ford. You'll thank me later. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Hey, welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show here in hour number two. We'll be taking you right up until 9 o'clock. If you're listening on the radio side, uh, we are also live on Facebook. I'm the only radio show in the upstate of South Carolina that is simulcast both on radio and on Facebook Live. You can go to the Roar's Facebook page, or better yet, go to the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. Drop me a like or a follow, um, and you can hang out with me and see the show over there. All right, uh, let's go to the phones from the Clemson Insider. She's also been helping me out with the Tiger Tailgate show uh, before the football games over on the Clemson Tigers Network. It's Joanne Bethay. Joanne, how are you doing this evening? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, Joanne, I'm excited to be here as well. Hey, I wanted to ask you, you did a little story for the Clemson Insider last week that I really, really liked, where you went around in, the, I guess, the parking lots uh, before the, the Clemson game, uh, <laughs> talking to tailgaters about the right way to pronounce DJ Ui Ungalale's name, and just about everybody got it wrong. Was this your idea for the story? Because I thought it was a great one. No, it actually wasn't. Um, it was Robert the owner of the Clemson Insiders idea and it was it was a really fun piece to do you know to see what how people think it's pronounced and I'm gonna say probably like 9.9 out of 10 do not know how but maybe they do now I even got some comments on Facebook saying thank you for letting us know how we need to say it from now on so it was, it was a good piece it was a fun piece yeah, you know, I fill in up on Channel 7 sometimes, and uh, I think DJ uh, last year was playing in one of those All-American games, and man, I had it in my brain, Uwe Ungalale, I had it nailed, and both times on the news like that night, I blew it. It just, it doesn't roll off the tongue the right way, so I, I feel their pain, and uh, yeah, no, no, it, we need a nickname or something, I just call him DJ most of the time, and uh, and we'll figure it out and go uh, from there. Okay, so hanging out with uh, Joanne Bethay from the Clemson Insider. Hey, Joanne, did you have any takeaways uh, from the Clemson blowout of Citadel last week? What kind of stuck out to you? Well, what stuck out to me, and it 
it was the same thing when you watched Wake. When you're watching Clemson, that the first teamers are doing exactly what we expected them to do. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is throw, throwing bomb after bomb. Amari Rogers on the other end just snagging them. Um, on the other side of the ball, just to name a couple names, Brian Breezy, James Skowski, you know, Brandon Gowley, Darian Kendrick. They're getting the job done and being very consistent. But once that first team steps off the field, you see a drop-off. I mean, the second team just doesn't have the rhythm that they need to have. Because um, if you look at last week, you know, Clemson was scoreless in the second half. They only had 107 yards compared to almost 300 in the first half. And the same, as I said, the same thing happened against Wake. So Clemson has no worries when it comes to their start team. It's just you know, the second um, stringers need to pick off where the first stringers leave off. Yeah, you know, uh, Hardee's runs a little promotion that uh, for every time Clemson has 400 yards uh, of total offense, you get a free sausage biscuit on Mondays. I figured we would always have four. I mean, I see that and I'm like, why don't you just give sausage biscuits to everyone because they're always going to have 400 yards. Clemson barely had over 400 yards because of all the struggles in the second half last week. So they put that biscuit in danger. I didn't think that would happen this season. (laughs) I didn't think so either. Um but, yeah, that just seems to be what Clemson is struggling with right now is just getting their second stringers on their, the same page as their first stringers. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Uh, so, Joanne, uh, before I let you get out of here, I also wanted to ask you about the SEC a little bit. Are there any teams that, uh, well, let's rephrase that. What team are you the most high on that is uh, playing SEC football this year? Um, the most high on, do you mean, like, going to be someone that people shouldn't sleep on or the top ranked in the SEC. Who's top ranked? Who's who, top ranked? Who's winning the SEC this year, in your opinion? Uh, I hate to say it because it's going to be such an obvious answer, but I really do think Bama's going to win it unless um, they have an upset from like Auburn or LSU on the west side that you know allows them not to go to the SEC championship. Because um, they have Najah Harris, who's coming back surprisingly for his senior year, and he racked up more than 1,500 yards last season. So I really do feel certain that um, they're going to win the SEC this year, and then you'll see them in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you that they're the class of uh, the SEC. What about you brought it up, so I'll ask you about it. Who's your sleeper team in the SEC? I'm going to say it's Tennessee, and I know within recent years they have given more than enough reasons for you to sleep on them. Um... But they have their quarterback, Jarrett. I don't know if I'm going to say this right. Goran Pontano. And last year, he averaged over 14 yards of completion. Um, he's just getting the job done. And the next man up after him is Harrison Bailey. And he's a pro-style quarterback. Very high. They recruited in his class. Um, so I think they're the team that you need to watch in the SEC this year. Interesting. I'm not as high on uh, Tennessee as others are, or you, but uh, it'll be interesting to see and figure that out. Uh, Joanne Bethay, you can find her on the Clemson Insiders social media. You can also catch her hanging out with me on the Tiger Tailgate Show on Saturdays before the Clemson games on the radio side on the Clemson Tigers Network. Hey, Joanne, uh, thanks for jumping on with me for a couple of minutes here tonight. It was good having you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, Joanne Bethay, uh, senior at Clemson. She's doing a great job uh, interning for me on Tiger Tailgate Show, and it was uh, an honor to have her on here. From the Morgan Thomas Show, you can catch it Monday nights at 8.30 on Facebook Live. He's also on YouTube Live at the same time. Mr. Morgan Thomas. Morgan, how you doing tonight? 
I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Mark. I love the show so far, and uh, I'm still waiting on that pizza. Yeah, Morgan, uh, for some reason, ordering a pizza in my uh, Facebook comments on the show tonight, and then everybody starts talking about their favorite pizza. Maybe you ought to just start giving me uh, topics for my show every week since, uh, since it's such a popular one in there. Hey, uh, Morgan, I've been asking everybody tonight, what's your biggest takeaway from uh, Tiger's win over the Citadel this past weekend? Well, uh, one thing, I think the biggest thing that I wrote down is that uh, we, were, we were all wondering where the deep ball is, and, and they, they haven't lost it. So uh, I don't think anybody really thought that they lost the deep ball, but they found the connection. Amari Rogers got one in there, and then Frank Ladson, as you know, uh, pro football focus uh, on the team of the week for Mr. Ladson because of what he did last weekend. So exciting to see. Uh, we all thought we all knew he had the speed, just just hadn't really seen him. So kind of nice to to get him out there in the open. Yeah, I agree, and uh, good stuff to be seen all around. On the Morgan Thomas Show every week, I really like uh, listening to you guys. And uh, you do pick'ems every week, and you do pick'ems against the spread, right? There's a lot of people that just pick winners, and I don't even do a good job of doing that. But uh, you guys go against the spread, and I think it's interesting. What's a game or two this weekend that you got your eye on where, hey, if you're going to put a bet down on that game, you feel really confident about the outcome against the spread? Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot with the Phil Confidence. Yes, part. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you feel confident with, uh, you know, Miami beating Florida State. Uh, you know, some people are saying maybe that's, uh, maybe that's a trap game there. You know, it's a rivalry game, but uh, I'm not really worried about that. I think what's interesting, too, is you have uh, – we, we do ACC, and then we do kind of like a, a top five games of the week. And I know you had already kind of mentioned that uh, before – and, and, and I know Ellis picked Auburn, Kentucky, but, you know, uh, surprisingly enough, we, we all picked uh, Mississippi State to uh, cover the, or beat this, you know, with the spread to beat LSU and maybe even actually beat them. KJ Costello and then Mike Leach, you know, is going to be in there. Now, I know it's, it's tough to say with a new, new quarterback and a new coach, but, but hey, we're going to go with that one. And plus 16 and a half the last time I checked, so uh, I like that one too. Yeah, that's come way down too. I uh, I saw it at nineteen and a half. Uh, I guess over the weekend, and, and it's already come down to sixteen and a half. I think I've seen that as low as fifteen. So, I think a lot of people might be thinking uh, what you're thinking as well. Um, the game, I think I'm. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it the most, but I know I'm going to be watching it. Is going to be Tennessee taking on South Carolina. Where's your head at on that one for this weekend? Um, well, I never can pick South Carolina. I think it was a rule in my family going back to a couple of grandparents. But, um, <laughs> you know, so obviously a pick Tennessee. I think it was a close spread Monday. You know, we do the show Monday, so I have to go by Monday's uh, right downs here. But uh, minus three and a half for Tennessee. Now, I know it's kind of tough because a lot of times South Carolina can jump on you at home. Um, but, you know, they're not going to have home field advantage like like it used to be or like like they normally are used to. Uh, and this isn't Georgia either. So I like Tennessee to, to cover the spread there. Um, you know, I would love to see Harrison Bailey, this big-time five-star quarterback that everybody's talking about. But I don't really think that, that uh, you're really going to get to see him. Uh, I do think it's closer than last year. But after losing Marshawn Lloyd, um, that, was a, that was tough. I mean, I was really – you know, I don't, I don't ever want to see anybody get injured. And that was really tough to see. Agreed. Their, I mean, really, really, really their anticipated starting running back out. And then you got the shockers that they have, uh, you know, they shipped off one quarterback out west and they brought back another one uh, out west. So 
you know, it's kind of a shocker. I, I, I don't know if, if Tennessee will win by 20 like they did last year, but uh, I do think they cover the spread. Yeah, I think I'm with you as well. You know, some of the comments for me from Mike Bobo about, hey, we want to huddle, uh, game control, slowing down the tempo. I, I get where you're coming from, and especially if you might be limited from the skill position, you know, either through injuries or attrition with people leaving. I mean, I get that that might be a great way to go. I don't know why you would wave your arms about it uh, and kind of call attention to it that way because um, it just makes you it makes it feel like you're out of touch a little bit and and but i get it i mean that's the way that you have to win i remember south carolina uh beating clemson i don't remember what year it was uh with the freshman qb that they had that year they basically did the same thing i felt like south carolina was trying to gain four or five yards every play and that's it they wanted to take as much time off of the clock as they could and ended up being a winning formula for them that might have been the last time they beat clemson uh before this big streak started um so i get it from a conceptual perspective if you're a south carolina fan that would make me really nervous and also like do i really want to get excited about this team right i mean am i going to get excited about a team that's intentionally playing slow huddling playing ball control hey we want to win 17 to 14 that's just not something that gets the fan base very excited i mean i know you want to win and if that's if you feel like the best way to win that's a good thing but uh that just really rubbed me the wrong way what are your thoughts yeah, it, it was puzzling. I mean, he said a little bit more to the story, of, at least to, to that quote about, you know, that's not all he's going to do, and he's still going to have some tempo in there, but it's not going to be all exclusive tempo. And I, I, I think, you know, if you look back at, like, Chad Morris's of the world, I think it's a shocker to the system, but it's also a little bit gimmicky if you go too far with it as far as, like, you know, no huddle. Um, sometimes it could put you in a position where you – where you've taken, you know, you're, you're punting and you've only taken 10 seconds off the clock, and you don't want to do that. But then I, I would agree, too, on, on what you're saying with – I'm just thinking of Texas A&M. I mean, how many games did I watched the past two years with Jimbo Fisher where, I mean, they're down two touchdowns and letting the play clock run down to, to one. And I'm like, you know, there needs to be a little bit more sense of urgency than that. Um, so it's hard to say we don't know. We hadn't, played, we hadn't seen them play any games yet. But uh, I'm very curious exactly what he means, uh, and and maybe he doesn't even know what he means, and that would be even scarier. But um, you know, it, it is definitely a head scratcher. Yeah, I think head scratchers uh, the right way to put it. You know, I think South Carolina is a three, probably four win team this year. Um, you know, they have to have a lot of things go right uh, to head in the right direction uh, and get 500 or better. And if they had a wrong thing or two happen, it could be a really long season down in Columbia. So if you're a Clemson fan, not having the Palmetto Bowl on the schedule this year just rips your heart out because I don't think that game would be close at all. If you're a South Carolina fan, you're celebrating the fact that you don't have to take uh, the seventh consecutive loss, I guess. Um, against the Tigers. So that'll be interesting uh, to keep our eyes on. Uh, hanging out with uh, Morgan Thomas from the Morgan Thomas Show. You can catch it uh, on Facebook and YouTube live Monday nights at 8.30. Uh, Morgan, um, if, if you're going to pick four here for the college football playoffs this year, I'm going to put Clemson in there for you. I'm going to guess you have Ohio State in there as well. Maybe not. I don't know. Who are, uh, who are the other three teams you're putting in there with the Clemson Tigers? Oh man, yeah, you got to put Ohio State back in there, right? Now that they have decided to to, to come back and actually play football, um, you know, we're going to see the SEC now, and then what? A month later, we're going to see the Big Ten come back. Um, I mean, I love football, and I want to see more of it. And I know Ohio State 
you know, would be there no matter what. So if, if everything works out, I, I'm very skeptical that they can make eight weeks in a row. I mean, you're seeing teams that, that, that have two bye weeks in the ACC that, that can't get it to work out. I mean, Notre Dame, you know, Wake Forest, uh, you know, you're seeing this North Carolina, uh, Virginia Tech, has, this is the first week they're going to play a game. So I'm yeah. a little bit concerned that the Big Ten is supposedly been said by some media experts that that the Big Ten is smarter by waiting because of the rapid testing, but yet then says no no bye weeks, all straight you know the straight eight weeks. I, I don't I don't know if I necessarily understand that or how that's going to work or if they're going to be able to keep up with everybody. But um, yeah, you have to put Ohio State in there, Clemson. Um, you know I know. Uh, I know Alabama's got to be up there too. I, I agree with your your last caller that that um, you know the running back situation there and and Jones is not not a bad quarterback. I mean he might be a game manager, but Alabama has proven to be able to get all go all the way with a game manager. So not really that worried about that either. Um, and then mm, the last one, you know, I would normally have said that Oklahoma State was this year, but now. They, they really scared me. I know their quarterback was out. I would love to say that there would not be two SEC teams in there, um, but I just I just don't know. I, I'm I'm still it, originally I would have probably said Georgia, you know, would have would have still squeaked in there, you know, somehow. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it on the fourth one. I, I really uh, call me back next week. <laughs> You were taking a pass on naming four teams to your college football playoff. Unbelievable. I, I, think, uh, I think you're probably right. I'd include the Sooners in mine. I'm going to keep putting Oklahoma Sooners in the playoffs every year until they don't make it. Um, you know their offense is going to be great. The Big 12 is a dumpster fire. I mean, dropping all the group of five games in, uh, in week one. Uh, you know, is Texas a great team? They haven't shown me that they're a great team in years. Um, Oklahoma State already, I mean, you lose your quarterback and it gets scary. I mean, if Oklahoma State or Texas beat Oklahoma, I will, again, just show me. Just show me that it can happen. Until then, I'm going to keep Oklahoma. So that's who I would plug in there as my fourth. I would put a second SEC team in if Ohio State goes sideways, whether from a scheduling perspective, maybe they lose a game. Um, then suddenly you're a 7-1 and one team, and maybe there's a 12 and 0 Alabama team and an 11 and 1 Florida team. That's going to be a tough sell to tell me why a 7 and 1 uh, or 8 and 1 Ohio State team deserves to go in over, you know, a potentially one loss SEC runner up. Uh, that's where it could get really weird and I think uh, the scheduling could play a factor, but at this point with the games dropping the way that they're dropping, I mean, we had Notre Dame Wake Forest postponed, Tulsa Arkansas State South Florida, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, and Houston, all of those postponed already for this weekend. just seems par for the course for the next couple of weeks. So survival is going to be uh, the key as well. Yeah, and I think college fans in general are going to be very, like you mentioned it, I mean, I'm going to be very upset if we're entertaining a 7-0 a Ohio State team that, that maybe had to cancel a game because of COVID or something. And maybe that, that game canceled was, I don't know, Michigan State or Michigan, uh, you know, one of those games. Because really, if you look at Ohio State, the eight, I mean, you know, Walt likes to talk about you got to protect your top teams. Um, yeah. I think they got protected very well. That I, When I didn't see Wisconsin, I was like, 
really? And then I didn't see Minnesota. I'm like, okay, well, they're obviously protecting Ohio State. That's, that's their play on in the playoff. That's, that's their push. You know, it's all in. The chips are, are shown to Ohio State. They're going to have only eight games and give them, you know, not any of the top teams from the other side. Um, <laughs> that, to me, was, was, was very obvious. Now, I know, you know, uh, you got to protect your, your teams if you're a commissioner. But uh, to me, you know, let's say one of the games gets canceled and then you've got Clemson playing 11 games or 10 games, SEC playing 10 games. Um, I, could, I could very easily see Florida only having one loss and that being to Georgia. You know, so um, I, I, don't, I don't see how you could keep anybody out like that, especially when they played more games. To me, that, that's not fair. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and uh, we'll be arguing about it all season. Uh, again, you can catch him every Monday night, the Morgan Thomas Show on Facebook and YouTube. Morgan, thanks so much for being here, man. Have yourself a good night, okay? Yeah, I appreciate it, Mark, as always. All right, Mr. Morgan Thomas at the Morgan T Show on Twitter. Great follow. I love Morgan's show. Um, and again, just like having Ellis on earlier, both Ellis and Morgan, deep dive as far as you can go. You're going to learn things when you watch their shows. Definitely work, uh, worth hanging out and catching those guys. All right, one segment remaining. Got a couple of more topics that I want to hit that we haven't had a chance to yet. A little bit from the world of golf, some more from the NFL. This is the Mark Childress Show. West. He's staring at me. He's staring at me. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. When you're stressed, you just don't feel like yourself. New Natrol Relaxia, a full line of drug-free supplements to help you manage occasional stress and anxiety. A special blend of herbals keeps you feeling calm and balanced throughout the day. Because when there's less stress, there's more you. Try new Natrol Relaxia. Learn more at relaxiamood.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. One day, your Honda, Acura, Lexus, or Toyota is going to need an oil change. And there's that question, where do I take it? Before you make that decision, ask yourself what you're getting. Do they test drive your vehicle? Do they rotate your tires? Do they glance at the brakes? Or remove the tires and provide an exact measurement of your brake pads? What about suspension? Fluids? At First Class Halt, an oil change means so much more than routine maintenance. Come experience the difference. FirstClassHalt.com, your dealership alternative in Anderson and Greenville. When it comes to a healthy home, you don't need harsh chemicals. You need powered water cleaned from the pros at Zero Res. Right now, get three rooms of carpet cleaned for only $129, plus a free hallway when you mention 1055 The Roar. Visit ZeroResGreenville.com. The time has come for you to get your new South Carolina driver's license or ID. Visit SCDMVOnline.com to learn more about Real ID and what you need to buy your new license today. You may even be eligible to buy your new Real ID online and avoid an SCDMV branch altogether. Gather all required documents now and buy your Real ID with Gold Star at any SCDMV office in the state. Make sure your ID will get you on an airplane or into a federal building before it's too late. Visit SCDMVOnline.com and make the switch today. Hey guys, seems like we hear too much about toxic masculinity these days and not enough about men being men. At Low Country Mail, we are focused on one thing, making men, men again. For just 200 bucks a month, we take care of your testosterone, labs, physicals, doctor visits, and primary care. Want to be bigger, stronger, and last longer in the bedroom? Ask us about the P-Shot and the Big D-Wave therapy. Book today, lowcountrymail.com, 864-920-3066. Pelham Road, Greenville. Go Tigers! 
Have you searched all over for your family's vehicle and can't find it on the lot? With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Proudly serving the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is a proud partner of the Clemson Tigers and home with a lifetime powertrain warranty on all new vehicles. Conveniently located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson and only 25 miles from Greenville and online at GrangerNissanofAnderson.com. I'm Kristen Bennett. 2020 has been a year of challenges, but we are a resilient bunch. Just like Bennett Equipment's lineup of Takichi products. Whether it's compact track loaders, excavators, or wheel loaders, we have the power, stamina, and experience to overcome any obstacle. Bennett has three convenient upstate locations in Piedmont, Spartanburg, and Seneca. Whether you're renting or buying, we have you covered. Visit us at BennettEquipment.net. We wish you all good health and success. And remember, if you need to rent it, rent it from Bennett. It's Dabo again. One of the fastest growing crimes these days is package theft. We're all ordering more online and a stack of boxes on your front porch can be quite the temptation. Priority One Security provides the protection you need with their video doorbell system. You can record any movement or answer the door from your smartphone no matter where you are. Priority One. Trust in us. See us on the web at PriorityOneSecurity.com. That's Priority, the number one, Security.com. 888-407-SAFE. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in. Final segment of the Mark Childress Show here, episode number 54. You can catch me on the radio if you're listening in your car, on the web, or on the Roar app. I'm also over on Facebook. I am the only show in the upstate of South Carolina that simulcasts live on Facebook as well as the radio. You can catch me on the Roar's Facebook page. You can also catch me on the Mark Childress Show's Facebook page. Uh, just a few minutes left in the show, but if you do want to get in and talk with me, 864 654 7627 864-654-ROAR is uh, the best way to jump in. You can also jump into the Facebook comments. Uh, if you listen to my show every week, you know uh, last segment's kind of a catch-all of uh, some of the things that jumped out to me this week. And um, it feels like that, well, obviously 2020 has been terrible for uh, about a million reasons, but we've also a lot of, lost a lot of uh, really great sports figures this year. And uh, one that definitely hit home to me today was uh, Gail Sayers, former running back for the Chicago Bears. Uh, he passed today. Um, I saw this from C.J. Spiller, uh, arguably the best running back ever to play at Clemson, uh, although Travis Etienne is uh, clearly challenging for that. C.J. Spiller put on Twitter, Twitter today, R.I.P. to the great Gale Sayers, one of my all-time favorite running backs to watch play the game. It looked like he was gliding across the field when he would break a long run. Um, that's a really good way to put it. And, uh, and Gale broke a lot of long, long runs in his career uh, for the Bears. And then also uh, known for Brian's song, you know, the story of uh, Brian Piccolo and Gale Sayers. Uh, Brian Piccolo obviously uh, getting sick and passing away. It was a fantastic movie as well with James Caan. I remember watching that movie uh, a number of times as a kid. I uh, always hate to see when any of the legends pass, but uh, in 2020, it seems to hit even harder. 
right, uh, with all the negative stuff going on right now. So uh, it was sad to see that uh, that uh, Gail Sayers is no longer with us. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to him and his family. A couple other things I saw on Twitter. Um, I don't know who watched the U.S. Open this weekend. But it wasn't a lot of folks. Um, obviously, golf having to change their calendar uh, significantly to get the events in this year with all the cancellations due to COVID-19 this summer. So um, if you remember a couple of years ago, the PGA Tour completely changed their entire schedule. The FedEx Cup playoffs uh, and the Tour Championship were happening in September, even into early October sometimes. And that was going up against what on the weekends? NFL football. And the ratings were taking a big hit because of it. So I have uh, taken my hat off to the PGA Tour a number of times. They moved the FedEx Cup playoffs back, so they would now finish in August. Um, and then they'll start the new calendar uh, year events uh, starting in September with some of the lesser events. So basically from uh, early February until August, it's a sprint run for the PGA Tour now to get their four majors in, all the WGC events, and then the FedEx Cup playoffs. That got blown to smithereens this year because of COVID. So they moved the U.S. Open uh, to be played this past weekend. It was played at Winged Foot. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau uh, with a blowout victory. Congratulations to him and his first major. An incredible story he is. But the ratings were uh, the worst they've been in decades. Um, not a lot of people tuned in because it went up against the juggernaut of the NFL. And um, I don't want to say lesson learned because they've already learned the lesson they've been trying to move the events. But I did see this on Facebook today, and uh, it made me feel a little bit better about the world of golf. And it brought a little smile to my face because my favorite sporting event of the year every year, and it's not even close, is the Masters at Augusta National. Well, the Masters was postponed this year. It is rescheduled until the month of uh, November. And they're actually doing it where they're going to send the golfers off a lot earlier on Sunday and finish up the Masters early Sunday afternoon. Um, they're also going to try to finish it a little bit earlier on Saturday to lead into the uh, Alabama-LSU game. So they'll stay away from the NFL a little bit. Um, but the next two majors, this Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS, the next two majors are both at Augusta National. They'll play the 2020 version of the Masters in November. They'll play the 21 2021 version of the Masters in April, uh, where it should be and as it should be. So I thought that was a uh, nice positive ray of sunshine if you're a golf fan out there like me. Um, I also saw this today, which is positive news from John Rothstein at John Rothstein on Twitter. Sources. The ACC Big Ten Challenge is moving forward with the plan that it will be played on campuses. Current target date is December 8th and December 9th. So that's college basketball. Of course, the ACC Big Ten Challenge has been going on for years. Clemson participates, participates that and almost every year. They don't have the same number of teams in the two conferences. So sometimes a couple of ACC teams get left out. Um, one of my favorite challenges of the year, uh, and it's great for basketball to have uh, two of the best conferences, or you could even argue the two best conferences in college basketball scoring off against one another. I was glad to see that they're going to try and do this this year. I'm glad to see they're going to try to do it on campus locations. That would be scheduled for December 8th and December 9th. And um, it's looking like the college basketball season will be starting a little bit later than normal, right around November 25th. The season's not going to be quite as long this year. 
It's looking like there won't be near as many out-of-conference games, uh, maybe even more in-conference games. Everything's still in flux. Um, but again, if you're a college basketball fan like me, I'm a huge college basketball fan, uh, Clemson Tiger fan for sure. Uh, it would be great to have that ACC Big Ten challenge, and it's something to look forward to. And with all the negativity going on right now, with sports returning, we're still getting some negative uh, stuff hitting. When I'm seeing these things being scheduled as they should be, it gets me really excited. And I think that's a good thing. Um, Atlanta Braves, of course, uh, clinching. I'm a big Braves fan. I know a lot of you out there are as well. Atlanta Braves, of course, clinching uh, yesterday. Uh, Back to back to back. That's three straight NL East championships for the Braves. We've got to do something about the playoffs. It's been 18 years. This will be 19 since the Braves won a playoff series. That to me is one of the most staggering statistics in sports. The Braves have not won a playoff series since 2001. And there have been some terrific close losses. Man, who remembers the wild card game loss with the infield fly rule that landed in deep left field? Been a lot of pain for Braves fans the last 20 years. I think the Braves are going to break that this year. This time next Wednesday, the Braves will be playing their first playoff game. It will be at Truist Field in Atlanta. Hopefully, Max Fried will be pitching in that game. It'll be the best of three series at home. The winners all advance uh, the, the next two rounds, and then the World Series will all be played in bubbles. But uh, the Braves really need to get that monkey off their back this year. It's the next step for this team to take. They're still a very young team. team's got a lot of flaws, but I do think they're going to win at least one series this year, so I do not have to continue talking about this statistic going forward because it's super frustrating. Braves need to get off the schneid. I saw this on Twitter as well. This is from Front Office Sports. They're a great follow if you're on Twitter, at FRNT Office Sports on there. You know, a lot of the uh, baseball stadiums have been putting these cardboard cutouts uh, in seats instead of fans. Uh, 48 cardboard cutouts were hit by Phillies home run balls at Citizen Bank Park this season. So a Phillies player hit a home run, went into the outfield, and hit a cardboard cutout in the stands. The players who hit those home runs signed the cutouts, and they were returned to those fans. So fans bought cutouts. They get put in a random place in the stadium. If yours was put in the outfield and a Phillies player hit your cutout with the home run ball, that Phillies player signed your cutout and sent it to you. The fans also get tickets to a 2021 game and a package of promotional items from the team. That is great marketing and super creative. And I think that's a really cool idea. I do not like the Phillies. I will very rarely give them props, but I will give the props to their marketing team, their front office team. I thought they did a great job on that. I thought that was a really cool touch uh, in these weird COVID times uh, for some of their fans. Uh, It's a great time to be a Clemson football player. And I'm going to say football and include the European version of football with soccer. So Clemson football off to a strong start. This is from Dan Radakovich at Clemson DRAD on Twitter. Clemson football, of course, 2-0, and ranked number one in the country. Clemson men's soccer, they are building a heck of a program. I mean, they built a program. I mean, Clemson is one of the top programs in soccer in the country now on the men's side every season. They uh, haven't played a game yet this year, but they are ranked number two nationally preseason. And then the biggest surprise of all, Clemson's women's soccer team, Was not expected to be ranked. Kind of come out of nowhere so far this year. They've come out 3-0 
3-0 and so far this season, and they are ranked number three in the country. So you've got a top-ranked Clemson football team, a number two-ranked Clemson men's soccer team, and a number three-ranked Clemson women's soccer team. Great news all around uh, for Clemson football. And then uh, one final thing that I did see here. Um, Pro Football Focus uh, ranks players every week, their performance, and stack ranks them up against uh, each other. Highest graded quarterback in a clean pocket so far this season in college football. No surprise there is Trevor Lawrence. But uh, highest graded Falcons defender last week. There weren't many good defenders for the Falcons, giving up 40 points to the uh, Cowboys. Rookie quarterback A.J. Terrell from Clemson. 79.8 overall grade. He was targeted just three times, allowed two receptions for seven yards. So good to see another Clemson rookie showing outs. All right, folks, been a great show tonight. Thank you so much to uh, all of my guests, Richmond Weaver, Joanne Bethay, Ellis Tolbert, Morgan Thomas. I'll be back with you uh, next Wednesday night at the usual time here, 7 o'clock. Also, I'll be filling in on Road Rage this Friday from 3 to 7, radio side only on Friday. Get a chance to fill in for the legendary Walt Deptula. Cannot wait for that. This has been the Mark Childress Show. Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT, 1560 Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg, the Upstate's number one choice for sports. We are the Roar. Sports Radio. This is the Zach Gelb Show. How we doing? We're in the fourth quarter. This is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Fourth quarter time. Fourth quarter. I always love when they do that on the sidelines. We're coming to you live as always from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Want to see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing costs online in real time? Rocket can at Zach Gelb on Twitter is always how you get at me, and also on our telephone lines, which is. Sponsored by Geico, 855-212-4227. Did you know that right now Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Visit geico.com to learn more. Before we get to the news brief, I've had a song stuck in my head all throughout the day. Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. Now, right before the start of the season, I saw ESPN had a bunch of football players singing. It was uh, Shaquille Griffin, Gardner Minshew, I think Saquon Barkley, too. And I saw that commercial today at least three times. And all throughout the day, and I have about a 25-minute walk to work. And on that entire walk and all throughout the day, that song, baby, baby, 